So we're going to do a review of yesterday's Daft of Tzadik Beis, get to today's Tzadik Gimel, and we'll start our review from um, um, the, um, the, the, I think we finished the, the whole thing of the, the, that case, and we're up to V'chein Amar Rava, basically, in our review. Basically, we had seen a machlokas between Rabbi Yochanan and Chizkiyah uh, and Rabbi Yochanan with regards to um, what, what is the box consisting of. Is the box consisting of peris that are also long and also spanning part of the domain inside and outside? And that's why until it's completely outside the domain, it's not going to be... Uh, it's going to be. Uh, it's. It's not. You don't. You didn't. You didn't carry because it's still partially inside the domain. Or are we talking about even chardal, which is even tiny things like uh, mustard seed? It's and and basically the machlokas is whether we say eged kli shmei eged or not. So we said that this actually is machlokas also between Rava and Abai. Rava says that uh, we're only talking about a box. That's filled with kishun and Deloin, because eged kli is lavshmi eged. But chardol, indeed, you'll be chayv because there's actual full chardol that's in the next domain. Um, and Abaye says that even if it's filled with chardol, even if it's mustard seeds, you're going to be potter because he holds eged kli And we saw that Abaye and Rava switched their shitas, and Rava followed Abaye shita, and Abaye followed Rava shita. So the Gemara says that we have, a, we have actually a contradiction in both of them uh, because we have a source, <clears throat> basically a, a contradiction in Abaye and a contradiction in Rava because we have a source talking about somebody who's carrying peros to the Rosh Hashanah and Abaye says, if you carry it and your hand is in the other domain, you'll be chayv. If you leave it in the Kli, you're potter. Um, and assuming that basically, right, and Rava says that if it's biyad, you're going to be pot. But if it's bikli, you'll be chayv. So, uh, so, so how are we to make sense out of that? The Gemara says, don't worry, we'll switch the names. Uh, but the question that we were still stuck with is that even if we switch the names, why is biyad chayv? We learned in the first Mishnah in the Masechta that if uh, the, the Balabais sticks his hand out to the army, and the Ani takes it out of his hand, he is, neither of them are chayev. Or if the Ani puts, he sticks his hands out and the Ani puts into his hand and then he pulls it in, neither side is chayev. So um, why is that? I mean, if you're talking about why am I chayev for putting the hand in the other Rishos? And the Gemara explains that we're talking about over the differences over there, we're talking about where your hand is above three tvachim off the ground. And here we're talking about where your hand is low at the three tvachim line, under the three tvachim line, and the idea is, is that once it's three tvachim from the ground, it's considered munach already, it's considered at rest, and therefore you will be chayv. That's the difference. Okay. Um, next Mishnah we've talked about is that uh, carrying it in an abnormal way, what if you take it out with your right hand or left hand, you take it out in your, um, in your you know, under your shoulder, or on your shoulder, you'll be chayv. And the reason is, is like we saw in this week's parsha, this past week's parsha, the Masa B'nei Kos, the way B'nei Kos used to carry the Kelim the Mishkan was on the shoulder. So that's actually done. 
kelach or yad. However, if it's on the back of your hand, if it's you're carrying it with your foot on your mouth or uh, in your in the crook of your elbow, um, in your hanging on dangling on your ears or on your hair, or inside uh, the knapsack or like hanging onto a knapsack or with the mouth you know facing down between the knapsack and your shirt, on the bottom of your shirt, in your shoe, or in your sandal. All of those are very abnormal ways to carry, and therefore you will be potter because you didn't carry the way normal. You didn't carry the normal way. It's called doing it with your shinui. And in general, when you do something with the shinui, it's not the Torah-level prohibition. It's already only rabbinic in nature, and therefore you're not going to be chay v'chatas. So Yes? No, no, no. I want to make it very clear. Just because something is a shinoi, or it's an abnormal way to do it, does not make it permissible. It's still not allowed to be done. You can't say, you know what, I'll just watch the TV and I'll press the remote with my elbow and it's a shinoi and therefore it's okay. It doesn't allow you to do malacha just because there's a shinoi. It doesn't make it permissible. Doing a shinoi changes it from Doraisa to Rabbanon, but it's, for, it's certainly still prohibited. The time when we the time that we utilize shinui is in the time where we're trying where it would be allowed and we're trying to minimize the iser. So, in other words, for instance, let's say you're uh, uh, let's say for instance you're you're allowed you're you work you're a doctor in the office and uh, and uh, you need to sign for for medical purposes. So that's an allowance that because of uh, the pikuach nefesh component. And if it's not going to take you any more time, you could sign the, the thing, the release with the left hand instead of the right hand to make it not make it only Durapana. Do you understand? Because that's called minimizing the Yisr. But in general, Shinui is not a, a, a blank check to do whatever you want. It's very important to understand that. I'm glad you asked that question because it's very important to clarify. You're just not going to be Chavah but it's definitely still prohibited. Okay. Yes, an elevator, correct. Right, that's not really the ideal way to do it. In that circumstance, the best way is, uh, is to go up with somebody else who's not Jewish. Go up the elevator. He's asking about the elevator. Use this, well, he says it was the 50th floor. You know, that's a, that's start a second. Start early. <laughs> start early. <laughs> you have to start up. Anyway. Anyway, that's the story. All right. Next thing, uh, Rebbe Lezer, the Gemara says, uh, the Rebbe Lezer says, somebody's carrying something and it's higher than 10 Tfachim, you will be chayv, because that's the way Bnei Kos carried. Uh, the things that they carried were a higher, a elevated above the 10 Tfach mark. Um, how do you know? Because it talks about the Mishkan compared to the Mizbeach, which is the basis that the Mizbeach was in fact the same height as the Mishkan, just like the Mishkan was 10 Amas tall, so to the Mizbech was 10 Amas tall. And if that's the case, um, uh, uh, if that's the case, um, Moshe had to spread the oil on top of the Mishkan. He must have 
um, and been very tall. So Moshe was extremely tall. He, he was, if he was tall, he was ten, ten amas tall. So then the rest of the Levim, we're assuming, are also ten amas tall. And they're carrying the Mizbech, as we know, when carrying any weight, the rule is, is that you would put one-third of the height above the pole and two-thirds below the pole. That keeps it the most stable. Okay? Um, and it's also the least stress on the pole. Whatever, there's like a, there's a science behind that. Anyway, the bottom line is, um, um, so if that's the case, it turns out that they're going to be well above the tent of mark, being that the Levim are so tall. That's one possibility. Or, you don't have to say the Levim are that tall, but they did carry the Aron on their shoulders, and assuming we, we know the Aron's height was a grand total of ten Tvachim tall, so that means it was basically um, roughly... Uh, you know, seven tefachim uh, below their shoulders, and uh, you'd see from the from the bottom of the of the of, of, of that to their to their legs will be already above the ten tefach mark. So you're still carrying anyway. The bottom line is, if you're carrying something and it's elevated above the ten tefach mark, you're still going to be chayav, as we see that that's called the normal way to carry. And it's considered. We don't say that. Oh well, it's going through the private domain. It doesn't really work that way. Okay. Um, anyway, so that is the story. So the Gemara says, what's wrong with learning from Moshe? That they were that tall. So the Gemara says, maybe Moshe was exceptionally tall because we know that the Shekhinah doesn't rest on anybody unless he's a Chacham, Gibar, Ashir, and a Balkoma. Um, a very tall, or should be a tall person. Next thing. So Rav says another idea that uh, he says the name of Chia that somebody finds Somebody takes out something uh, that he's carrying on Shabbos on his head. So, yeah. Oh, you have a question? No. I know. Okay, sorry. Okay, good. Yeah. They didn't do it on Shabbos. They didn't carry it on Shabbos, but we learn what's considered carrying from the Masa Benikas, from how they would carry. But of course, they would never travel on Shabbos. But we wanted to define what's considered carrying. Is it considered carrying in a public domain if, it's, if, the, if the item is being lifted higher than 10 tafakh off the ground? And we're saying, yes, it is, because that's the way they would carry when they traveled. Not that they did so on Shabbos, chas v'shalom. You understand? You follow? We're, use, we're using it to prove that that's what's called carrying, even though it's that high. That's all. Okay. So, um, anyway, so, so this is an interesting case. Rav Chia is saying... Uh, uh, Rav is saying in the name of Chia, somebody who carries something on his head on Shabbos, he's saying uh, that, uh, that you'll be chayiv achatas, because the people of Hutzol carry things on their head. That's a normal way to carry. So the Gemara says, so what? The people of Hutzol are not a majority of the world, right? The Gemara says, you're right. It's not, they're not a majority of the world. But, um, but you, so therefore we'll amend it. What we're really saying is this. 
if you are from Hutzel and you carry on your head, since that's the derech of the people in this place to carry on your head, you'll be chayev. So the Gemara says, still, why don't we say batel daitel? It's kolatam by the whole people of Hutzel. They're weirdos, and therefore the whole people, even though that's the way they carry, fall under the category of what's not normal, and they should not be chayev. So the Gemara says, you're right. If anything, it's the other way around. If you carry something on your head, you're potter, not chayv. Even if you're from Utsul, you're potter. I, what about the people of Utsul do so? We say on them, but by title, it's a cloud. It's still abnormal. Even though there's a group of people that happen to do it that way, even for that group, we say, but the title cloud, and it doesn't count as carrying minatora. Again, of course, we're not saying it's allowed. We're just saying it's rabbinically prohibited instead of for Torah level prohibition. And that's that. That took us to the next Mishnah. Um, and uh, the person's carrying, the Mishnah is talking about somebody who's carrying something. And it's like on a, it's, it's strapped around him. So to me, it's like a, what it's similar to is like a fanny pack. It just wraps around like a belt. Okay? So he, he, put, he meant to put it on that it should stay to his front when he's walking. And it's, it went around, and now it's on, the, on his back. Okay? So you'll be potter for carrying in that way, because that's not how you would like to carry the thing, and therefore it's not a chiv chatas, it's only rabbinic in nature. Okay? What if you meant to carry it behind your back, and then it went to the front? You will be chayv. We'll see what the difference is. And then we see. How do you know in the case when he doesn't realize that it went to the back, and that's when he just keeps walking? Yeah. Oh, he didn't realize it and let it slide. Like, okay, fine. No, he didn't realize. It was unintentional. Oh. But he didn't. You're right. Because once, once he doesn't it's care, fine. so then that's already chayev because he meant it to be there. Right. We said, however, the belt that, the, that women wear to hold up their petticoat, they used to have like something that they would wear underneath their dresses as like an extra measure of tzniyas. So that belt, it didn't matter for them where the, the thing that they're carrying is in front of them or back of them. And that's okay, and therefore you will be chayv either way. Rabbi Yudha says that this is also true for the people carrying the mail, the letters, the, the letter, people don't worry about it either, whether it's in front or in back. We'll see more about this in the Gemara. So the first thing the Gemara is bothered by is what's the difference between the two dinim? Why, if from the front to the back, you're going to be potter because it's not what you wanted to happen. From back to the front, it's also not what I wanted to happen, so I should also be potter. So Gemara explains, the Rebbe Lazar explains that the only way to do it, to make sense out of this, is to break the Mishnah from front to you know, Okay, it doesn't fit. The two shittas are not the same opinion. Rava says, why do you have to say that? You could say very simple. When it's from the front to the back, the reason why potter is not because it's not your machshava. It's because you're carrying in a way that's harmful for you. That's negative. Because obviously, if you have, a, 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 let's say, a valuables in this, in this thing that's on your belt, and, and, you know, swivel, and while it's in front, it's much more protected. That's where your eyes are. You're seeing what's in front of you. It's much safer. If it slips to the back, that is, you know, basically, like I said yesterday, it's an invitation for, uh, for any, any pickpocket to make it, you know, to practice on you. Because nobody will, you won't notice when somebody takes something out of it. So that's for sure a, what we call a shmira pechusa, and therefore that's why you're potter, because you really wouldn't want to carry that way. 
if you don't care about it, I don't have any valuables, it's a water bottle, if somebody's thirsty, I don't really care, right? So if it's, in, if, so if it's behind my back and it slips to the front, why should I care also? It doesn't matter, it's not any negative, it's just more protected. So, so that's the, that's the that, then of course it makes sense that from back to front is fine and I'll still be chayv, but from front to back, it's not. So that's the basic idea. Um, so the Gemara says, if you have to say that there's a question here, maybe the question is from the diuk. What's the meaning an inference type of question? Meaning, it implies that from back to front is chayv. That would imply that if it stayed to the back, then it will be potter. Meaning, you went, to, you went to take it in the back, and it stayed in the back, then you're potter. And yet, it sounds like from the front to the back, then you're potter. Implying that if it meant to stay in the back, it would be chayv. So there's a, a difference in the inference between the Rasha and the Seifa. And that's where Rebbe Lozer said, that they're contradictory and they don't fit, but they're not at the same time. And on that, Ravashi says, also, it doesn't make sense. Because what's the difficulty? Maybe it's telling you that it's all the more so. Not only if you meant to put it in back, and it wasn't, and you carried it in your back, behind you, that of course you're chayv because it was your machshava, but even if it was started out in the back and then it went to your front, you still be chayv because it's a shmir mola. And it's, a be- it's, it's even better, so therefore it doesn't matter. So, uh, therefore you will be chayv. So, that's the bottom line. We're back to what is the question over here. The Gemara then said, perhaps, this question of whether you meant to carry it behind your back, and you did carry it behind your back, is that chayv or not? Is machlokas tannoyim. Why? Because the price says when somebody carries out money in his knapsack and the opening of the knapsack is facing downward. Okay, by mistake you put your knapsack on upside down. Okay, am I chayv for that carrying on Shabbos or not? According to Rabbi Yehuda, I am. According to Chachamim, I'm potter. Says Rabbi Yehuda, don't you agree? If you put your fanny back facing backwards, which is clearly a poor way to carry it, it's not a safe way to carry it, still, you're chayv. So, it's a raya that upside down is also chayv. And they said, don't you agree that if you carry it on the back of your hand, or you carry it in your foot, you're going to be potter. So to here, you're potter. So, they, so what Rabbi Yudha said is, look, they're not denying my proof, and I'm not denying their proof. I may not have an answer to them, but they also don't have an answer to me. So, uh, doesn't that imply that the Chachamim disagreed to the principle that when it's behind you, then it stays behind, that you're going to be, that you're, that you're, that you're chayiv in that case. They say maybe you're potter in that case. That's why they didn't have an answer. The Gemara says, love tafka. This doesn't mean anything. It could be that everybody, fakert, everybody agrees that when it's to the back and it stays to the back, you'll be chayiv. Everybody agrees if you carry it with your foot and if you carry it with your, you know, with your behind, you know, on, your, on the back of your hand, you're going to be potter. Um, even Rabbi Yehuda, because it says the whole question is what do we compare an upside down knapsack to? Do you say it's more similar to carrying it in an abnormal way, like on the back of your hand or on your foot, or is it more similar to carrying it in a, in a, not in an abnormal way, but in a less effective way, or in a not, you know, not such a good way, like, like when it's, you know, like when your fanny back is on the back side instead of the front side. Okay, upside down. It's not ideal. It could open. It's like, you know, it's a pretty stupid way to carry your stuff, but it doesn't make it that it's, uh, that it's abnormal or it doesn't qualify, it doesn't quite hit the threshold of Shinoi. And that's the machlokis between them. And that is the bottom line. Okay, so we don't say, 
Um, basically, that's the machlokas between Rabbi Yudah and the Chachamim. <coughs> Next thing we talked about the Isha with her Sinar, we said that, uh, that when, uh, we said at a point you said, whenever you find the expression in the Mishnah, Be'emes Amru, the truth, the truth be told, that means that's the Halacha. So that's what we're saying here. And also regarding the males, we said that the 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 the, the sofrim, the scribes of the king, they would also they would basically deliver the letter, and they would have runners, and they would run from one to the next person, and just hand it off. And they're always in a big rush, and it didn't matter where, which way they're carrying it. And that's the idea. Um, and they and uh, even though it's not as protected from one side to the other, it doesn't matter for them. And that is the end of that section brought us to the new Mishnah. So we said in the Mishnah, talk about carrying a loaf of bread to the Rosh Hashanah If two people carry the same loaf of bread into the Rosh Hashanah they'll be potter. If it's such a large loaf of bread that you couldn't be carried by one, because if I pick up on one side or in the middle, it'll break. I need two people to carry it. So if two people carry it, then you'll be chayv according to Tanakama, and according to Rosh you're still potter. Okay, so first thing we reviewed this in the Rav, is, uh, or either that, or it was Abayi who said it, or it was the, the Brisa, that if both are able to carry it themselves, then Rameir says they're, they're still chayv. Okay, I mentioned yesterday, that's because they're each carrying a shear. We'll see, that's actually not so simple. We'll, we'll explain Rameir soon in, in, today, in today's daf. Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon both say your potter in that case, because it's what we call the Shnayim Shasuhu, two people doing the same malacha, is potter. Not mutter, potter. Okay. Um, what if one is not able and the other is not able? Meaning they need each other. It's such a big thing, a very large table, let's say, you know, let's say eight foot table, it's very hard for one person to carry. It doesn't mean not able, I wouldn't say not able, but it's much, you know, it's much easier to carry with two than with one. So then the halacha is, that um, that uh, every so if it's then Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir both say chayev. Rabbi Meir says chayev anyway because two people carrying is chayev, and because he doesn't hold of the heter of Shem Shasu, and Rabbi Yehuda will say chayev over here because I need, this is normal for for two people to carry because it takes two to carry it, okay. And Rabbi Shimon says it doesn't matter. There's a, a flat-out rule, regardless, that when two people are doing a blacha, you're potter, regardless of what, what the scenario is. Now, what if one side is able, the other side is not able, then everybody says chayiv, and we'll see in today's daf, who's the one who's chayiv? Okay. The price supports this. Somebody is carrying a loaf of bread to the rabbit, is chayiv. If you, two people carry it, Rameyer says still chayiv. And Rabbi Yudha says, if one was able to carry it himself, and the two people carried out, if one was not able to carry it, meaning they needed each other to carry because it, it was so big, then you'll be chayyab. But otherwise, if they each could have carried it on their own right, and they're carrying it together, that's like a shinoi, and it's two people doing it, and therefore you'll be potter. Rabbi Shimon says, potter no matter what. Now, what's the basis for this? It comes from a pasuk. The pasuk says, ba'asosa, Doing it, and when it comes to a malacha of Shabbos, ha'osa eskula implies that it has to be done completely and not part of it. What's the case? Two people are holding on to a pitchfork, and they're they're pitching the hay, which is one of the malachas, or they're holding a karkar, which is one of the tools in the weaving, and they're banging on it together, 
or they're holding onto a, a quill and they're writing together, um, or they're holding a stick and they carry it out to the Rishos Rabim, you might think they should be chayev. That's the possible about. So you have to do all of it yourself and not together with somebody else. And that is where we left off. And we're going to in the middle of this topic, but we're going to talk, continue with this in the right on the top of the page. Just putting a stop here. And...